Okay. Once you get them, <laughs> amen. Once they come on the scene, they gonna get on your mother bleep bleep beep 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 nerves, right? They're gonna definitely <laughs> challenge a lot of how you are and how you feel. And so we had this conversation of like, what's what is toxic masculinity in this day and age concerning children? You know, what does it mean as far as a husband and a father? Um, you know, what does that whole conversation entail? Because we, you don't really understand. Um, you know, what value systems that you should have as a father, as a husband, mm. and what, what ways in which should you say, these are manly characteristics that you need to have, son, and these are female characteristics that you need to have, daughter. And because roles and gender roles are changing and ever-changing and ever-evolving, <sighs> uh-huh, yeah, 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 they're ever-evolving. So what aspects do you impact into your kids or uh, your future kids, Dr. Mike, what are you looking to make sure of as far as you say, let's say you have a son, what characteristics do you think you're going to make sure your son has? Well, okay. So for starters, um, I, I actually started trying to do, I guess my own internal work first uh, to, to ensure like I am the man that I need to be for like my husband and like my husband, my wife, my um my <laughs> six. We're not no 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 because John, you laughed. We're not mature enough to let that slide. But go ahead. Come on, Mike, you're gonna hear about that later. But yeah, keep go going. Ahead. I know. Go ahead, so, so making sure I'm the man that I need to be for my wife, sure. for my community, for my family, and then also um ensuring that like if if I'm good, then these are the things that I want to make sure my, my son is good at or or not good at, right? Because there are some things that I can identify myself that I'm not uh, that I'm not okay with, or even like my wife helps identify in me that I'm not okay with that I need to improve on. So ensuring like those are the things that they don't that don't trickle down to them and that they grow from and, and can be better than me. You know that saying of like, yo, don't don't be like me, be better than don't be like me, be better than me. You know, that sort of thing. So yeah. that's that's for, for starters. So so I guess to also bring into mind the things that, you know, the way the, the way the ideology is being formed happens often through social media right now. And I think we can all agree, like social media, yeah, yeah, yeah. as as much as it's a, it's a great advancement, it also has its, you know, implications. So this is one of the things I wanted to share um, about about it. So like, check this video, uh, check this video out. So let me get this straight. Women already have their own car, their own credit, their own apartments or their own house, their own rent and their own mortgage. They have their own bills. She's been paying them all by herself. You want her then to enter a relationship and split those bills or live in the same type of situation and split the rent or the mortgage? <laughs> it's real simple, bozo. It's either you're gonna elevate her life, make it easier and better, or stay the fuck out of it. <laughs> but it don't make no sense to get a man that's not going to do what a man does. A man's instinct is to provide and protect. If you want to split, well, <laughs> good luck, Chuck. So, so can, I, can, I, can I pause real quick, John? Yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to figure out how he's going to be making a, a toxic, um, toxic masculine post and whatever mm. with mm. that girly-ass laugh. <laughs> 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 but you, but I just want to point that out. Like it's, But keep going. <laughs> like, so 
what I what I want to make sure we have a conversation about today, at least, is, or at least discuss, because what he's saying is essentially, look, if you're not able to elevate her life financially, you think you're going to be the man or of that house and not be able to take care of her and pay all the bills and take care and elevate her life financially, and that and that is the barometer or that's the way in which we, in which we measure masculinity. The question is, is it? Because we, we have these kind of things that we say, oh, no, if you just, you know, take care of her financially, you're you're a man. You're, and that's masculine. That's what a mask. That's what a man does as, as to display their masculinity. And we kind of have created these whole things on in culture today where we're just saying we say things in the little sound bites that are a minute or less. But people's worlds are being formed, right, based off of like, oh, you're saying this is what it takes to be a man. OK, cool. I'm going to be a man that way. I'm going to make sure I get the money. I'm going to make sure I get all the, all, all, I'm going to have all the job and all the success so I can be able to take care of my woman and she don't have to work. Is that being a man? Is that masculine? I mean, so I, my, see, here's my here's my point. I, I, see, I, I get his side of how that's that could be seen as toxic masculinity. And I get it. Um, that to me, that might boil down to like traditional versus like like conservative preference, traditional preference versus more like your preference today, as far as what kind of man you want or what kind of relationship you want. And so, I th- I I tend to think that society has changed in that regards, and I think that 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 was easier to to have that mentality when women couldn't get jobs and they couldn't do these things mm-hmm. and so now society is, is different and so I, I think it's okay if you if you if it's as it could be okay as a man that if you want a woman that stays at home and you provide everything for her that's fine i don't think it's okay for you to look down upon other men who don't desire that and, that, and that's mm-hmm. my stance on it i'm not saying it's ro- it's totally right or wrong I can say it's not going to work for, in my preference because of where we are today. But that's cool. Makes sense. I, I would tell you that as a as a father of a daughter, I don't want her. I do not want her to look at life waiting for a man to provide for her. Mm-hmm. And I like what Dr. Tony said the other day. That, but it's like it's, you got to pick and choose. However, I don't want her also to grow, to have the mentality where she don't need anybody to provide for her and she don't need anybody to help in that matter because then she she there's a different take and it, and she now she she doesn't think that she needs a man or, at all. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want that either. So that could be tricky to find balance in that scenario. That's I why that. I don't like a scenario, especially as a as a father yeah. with a daughter. Like makes sense? Absolutely. I love that you said it both ways. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. No, you good. You good. Um I I'm in agreement with um like what Terrence was saying, like there's like, if I was to have a daughter, I don't want her to be so dependent um, on like a man providing for her. Right. But there is a balance to it. So you need to be able to like provide for yourself um, but and be able to like, pr- like contribute in a sense. Right. Yeah. You need to be able to contribute once that happens when you're when you're joined together as one, when you're in a relationship with somebody, there, there needs to be a, a level of contribution there. Um now when it comes to I guess masculinity, right? And and being able to provide for your family, um, that is something that I know that I've I've learned growing up 
Um, mm. You know, I've seen my father do it. I've seen my uncles do it. I've seen men around me do it. So that was something that I learned to do. Yeah. Um, I do believe that there is a natural instinct in us to to want to be able to provide Absolutely. and protect. Right. Absolutely. I do believe in that as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 kind of a it's a balancing act at the end of the day uh, when it comes down to like the 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 society that we live in today. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, how to you how like we weren't meant to be alone at the end of the day. We weren't meant to mm-hmm. be alone. We were always meant to like be relational beings. Right. Just as uh, Dr. Tony and, and the other ladies were saying last weekend, they were talking about like us being like emotional beings. We were meant to be emotional and a part of having those emotions, it helps us build relationships. Mm-hmm. So we weren't meant to be alone. And with that, we need to be able to contribute to those relationships equally. Right. We need to be able to contribute to those relationships where our strengths lie, where our weaknesses lie. So we yeah. can so we can all be like together and, and come up together. That makes sense. Yeah, I, th- I think it's an oversimplification. I think that's the problem that I'm starting to see in social media yeah. trends. It's like, oh, yeah, if you, if you make all the money, then, you know, you're doing it right as a husband. And as if as if there's not other value systems that you need to have, like like you know more than just being a provider yeah. and speaking like and I'm not saying that because I don't like I don't pay all the bills here, but I I had a conversation with Jovita the other day, and I said um you know if I paid all the bills would that would that make you feel like I'm I'm checklisting your your silhouette of a husband right like not if it was like like take me out of the equation like and like as women try to figure out who their husband will be if they're not married like the silhouette of what the characteristics are would that be like oh well he's got to be a provider and take care of pay all my bills and do and do those type of things and that's really it i think that that's an oversimplification you need somebody that's a partner that's a friend that can help you get through difficult moments and times of your life to kind of walk alongside you it's like to say it's as simple as oh you want to just you know get some girl and just you know uh, pay half the bills or split the bills as if the splitting of the bills determines your manhood. That is simply an oversimplification of the topic mm-hmm. of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like the mas- masculinity topic is well beyond that. And honestly, um, like for instance, what you were talking about, T, like my mom taught me how to cook, how to wa- wash my own clothes, how to yep. mop the floor. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you learn, I, look, if I, why would I only learn my part and my half as if, what if she never came came into my life as my wife or whatever? Then I would be sitting there like with a dirty house, dirty right. drawers, not learning how to do anything because I allowed this idea of roles, did. you know, this idea of roles to, to be more dominant than anything else. So it's very important, I think, as we have these conversations that we stop allowing TikTok and Snapchat and Snapchat or whatever social media platform to oversimplify these conversations. And and I would even add, like, and the other thing about that is also that the, some of these things besides your social media and i want everybody just just to just to sometimes chill the f out some yeah. of these things are outside of your control <laughs> like yeah. literally outside they are controlled by this capitalist society mm-hmm. period like the ability to provide is out of your control Let, let's be very clear it's out of your control like the fact that it costs more to live nowadays versus it did 50 67 years ago yeah. is out of your control and so the fact that, it, that you almost need a two parent or two incomes in a home for most career paths, for most career paths is out of our control. And that's why I saw a good TikTok about actually about this, where he says, if you were to strip society back down to nature, people would, would, would frickle back in their natural roles. Men would be out there chopping down trees. Men would be out there fighting bears, doing this. <laughs> and women would be someplace making food 
scraping the land. Everybody still worked. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and if you know, if you knew history, as I know history, women always worked, always worked. This notion that women did not work and provide is ludicrous. Historically, women worked until the industrial revolution. Women worked prior to work being taken outside of the home and outside of the community and more into businesses and factories and et cetera. Women worked. They made things for the community. But to like, even, yes. yeah, even even being a stay at home mom, you're working. Like yeah, but I'm saying even before, but I'm, but John, yes, right, John. But what I want people to understand is that idea of women not working mm. is really not even 200 years old. It's literally it's not that old. Like women always worked. Okay. It wasn't until the government took over and made work outside of the community, so that we can travel and do these things that men said, "Nah, women, you stay here." And women, like men, we go out, but the women, y'all gotta stay home. We did that. So that's that's not a that's so yeah. again, if you go to more traditional third world second world, that live in older societies, the women are grinding. <laughs> like the women are grinding and and in some capacities more than the men. So are, yeah. are those men not men because they're not doing all this work in the community to make sure the community thrives? Yeah. But the women are women are, are, are you make sense? Like that doesn't make any sense, you yeah. know. But people don't know, people yeah, are going off based off what their parents did. Mm-hmm. And uh, without knowing the history behind, mm-hmm. it's out of your control. It's, it's based off your And in America, it is difficult in America for one person to provide. If you can do it, yo, shh, you the man. You you Hats off to you. It is difficult for one man or one woman to provide everything. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying that don't mean that's what it's just difficult. You know, yeah, it's just really yeah. difficult. I mean, that, that goes back to what Jamal was saying about, like, uh, a lot of the financial focus within society is highlighted because, like, we live in a capitalistic society. Yeah. Right. So so when you when you push this narrative, like you need money to do this, you need money to do that. You start to um, build these separation of duties, if you will, when mm-hmm. it comes down to like societal roles, like and and when it. They they push the narrative of okay, men need to run the businesses, men need to do this, men need to do that, while women do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, that's when I, I feel like the separation became highlighted so much so where like you you have these uh oppressive narratives that are pushed to now, you know, women want to be the table now because they've been, I guess, oppressed in that area so long, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with uh um uh the wage gap issues, dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, not having or being able to get specific jobs because they were a woman, right? Yeah. So it's it's all because of capitalism, man. Like if we, yeah. like you said, parents, like when it, if if that was cut and ha- if that was cut from the equation, mm-hmm. we would naturally go back to what we, I guess, are naturally capable of doing to be able to provide to In the a community. Heartbeat. Yeah. I think I love that you said everything you guys are saying is so dope. Uh, and even thank you guys that are like commenting. I love the comments. You guys are giving us great things to, to, to think about as we're having this conversation. The other thing I wanted to say before we, you know, hop off in the next couple of minutes or whatever, but I love that you talked about the table because we kind of made mention of that last week. But mm-hmm. this I the thing that's dangerous about the table within this 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 whole conversation that this whole conversation of I am the table, all that good stuff, right? We don't think about 15 years from now what that narrative will bring us. If yeah. women mm. keep saying now, today, I am the table, what will that look like 15 years from now where our daughters are now like, it's no longer I am the table. It's like, what is it then? 
You know, because if you're already saying I, I don't need no man, I don't need no man, I'm good, I got my I got it, I'm fine, etc. That's the narrative today. Fast forward, like my daughter, 15 years from now will be 19. What will it look like dating for her if it, if we're already saying I don't need a man today? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. don't think about that in this this narrative of I am the table. We don't think about how that can negatively impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so like I, I'm with you. Is um, that like, toxic femininity? <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. But that's it's like, like toxic. Oh, that's what we should have named it. Toxic femininity yeah. too. Like, like literally, we've been coming for the women for the past couple weeks. So we're going to leave you women alone today. But it's essentially that's what it is, though, because as you're having these conversations, or we're not having these conversations, we're not defining what the table is. We're kind of everybody has assumed upon view from the table. If you checked out our last podcast, no, everybody, no one knew what the table was, but they just have this assumed narrative of what the table is. It's in air quotes what the table is. It's but but essentially the, I'm the table is like saying I don't I don't need a man I'm the whole I'm the whole this I'm the whole that for for some views some people are saying I'm the whole table as I am I am uh all the value you need I don't need to be anything else. you know what I'm saying all these different narratives of what I am the table could mean but the dangers of it like we, we having kids in this in this trash world that Terrence talks about at the beginning of every podcast the earth is ghetto it's, it's true, like man. yo the earth really is ghetto because my child trying to understand who she should become. In a culture like this, that says I am the table or I am not the table, I want to I want to sit at my husband's table. Well, they I think we're trying to all figure out well who should I become or who should I be becoming. And and I like Alicia's point because like I, I agree. So and and I've I've said this on several podcasts. I do believe that this conversation is because of the historic abuse of men and one hundred percent. And I and I, I will always stand by that. And I agree with that. Okay. Um, but the danger is, like, as we as another point of toxic femininity or toxic masculinity, the issue is, I also feel right now there's a, there is I feel right now there is an attack on men. I also feel like, and let me explain, but especially black men, and and when I say attack, I don't mean from like people. I mean like Hollywood movies, television shows, especially black men. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like just when you, just go and watch, just like start watching random shows that make it to mainstream, mm-hmm. like mainstream, and just see. The weakening role that the black man usually plays mm-hmm. in those scenarios, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's he's become very feminine. If there's a black character in this all white cast, he's the feminine one. Mm-hmm. He's the feminine one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it, or he's the gangbanger, or he's the drug dealer. Mm-hmm. He's not the man. In, in most of these shows for televisions, mm-hmm. he's not the man committed, married, taking care of his family. Right, that's or, not or, or a provider or a leader in his community or educated. Like, yeah. like that. Like, I'm even looking at the show to watch it, and I'm not knocking her show because I like the show, um, uh, Abbott Elementary. Right, mm-hmm. the main yeah. black guy is the substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. He's the substitute teacher, mm-hmm. so he ain't the one that got his career, whatever it was. Nope, he's the substitute teacher, and so I'm not. So and I'm not knocking her show. And I'm not even knocking her, but I just want, I'm just presenting a scenario where I've every, I'm watching, I watch a lot of shows and I'm like, there, there we go again. Mm-hmm. There, there we go. Why it's gotta be him? Why it's gotta be him? And I think we gotta be mindful of that, of what picture that's painted when you sit around your writer's room saying, how are we portraying? So the flip side, going back to it, to uh, Alicia's point is, so when I come to my house and I'm raising my son, I'm probably am going to have a little bit of toxic masculinity in him. Because I think everything he sees is going to, as, as he's growing up in this society, is going to be the opposite of what I want him to be. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and, mm-hmm. and the flip side of to it, it's also my damn house. 
<laughs> like, let, let me be very clear. It's my house. Come on here. And I saw this. I saw this huge post about. So like I remember when they, the post went out about this guy and his son, and his son wanted, wanted a, a Barbie doll set for Christmas, and he shut down the Barbie doll set. And be like, that's toxic masculinity. Like, that, like, don't just because he plays with a Barbie doll set doesn't mean he's gonna grow up to be gay, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. My damn son ain't playing with no Barbie set. Right. <laughs> Let me be very clear. I, I don't care what you think. Yeah. You don't pay no bills here. You ain't that's contributing. My son is mm-hmm. not playing with a Barbie doll set. Yeah. And I will. And because, no offense, because of what's happening in the world and the weakening of what it of just the image of black men. Mm-hmm. My son ain't playing with no Barbie doll set. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm going. I'm 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 going to beat him down if, if whatever it was. We're gonna have a conversation. My yeah. son came home a few weeks ago and, and he's like, "Yo, Dad, my BFF at the school," and I had to stop it. And not not even a bad way. I just said, uh, "TJ, um, we don't men. We don't use the term BFF. That's my boy. That's my butt. That's my boy. That's my pal. Whatever you want to say. But the BFF." And 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 I'm that's a small scenario, but I just wanted to understand is why I don't say that. And I had this conversation with, with some coworkers, and they were like, "Well, that's too far." I said, "Okay, cool. Your husband comes in from work or whatever it was, saying, yeah, I was out with my BFFs. How you looking at him? Or the, or you trying to get this dude? He's like, yeah, well, because he he's snacking his teeth and he's rolling his eyes, and like, but he but he but he's not feminine. You like, oh, is that the guy that you going to? Oh, no, no, no. Exactly. So I got to worry about my son's future drawer for women. Mm. So how you going to knock on my household when I know I got to raise him to be to look acceptable to women? But, and mm. so the main I think about is where I draw the line with toxic masculinity for me in my house. What's not allowed is him not expressing his feelings. Mm. He has to be expressing his feelings. I've had conversations. I'm not going to say don't cry. You a man. I'm not doing that because I think that is. I do think that that is that there is truth to that. Mm-hmm. I give him space to have conversations. Tell me how he feels, which I did not have. Makes sense. So I, I drew a line there. Mm-hmm. But as far as like wanting my son to take on feminine characteristics for the sake of you saying he's not, he's less, he should be like that. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. My son is going to. I have. I just have this mindset where that my son needs to look masculine, and I want him to look masculine. So that he can get out my house. <laughs> I don't think and so. I don't think there's a defined there's a divi- defined going to Alicia's point. She said, I guess I wonder what is the mark of masculinity? Like what is the measure we're using? It's a good point. I, it's just so it's and, so, and so and we won't be able to unravel no. that today. But I think I think the reality is everyone has their own vantage point or viewpoint of what they believe masculinity to be, in which they inject, like Terrence just says, uh, in in or within their household if they have a son or what have you. So I think I think it's not it's, it's not we're not going to have an agreed upon Absolutely definition not. of masculinity. I think I don't think I don't think it's as easy as just saying, oh, it's this is that is this is that. Because like for me, maybe I, I'll let I don't have a son. But if I were to have a son and he say BFF, I might not have a red flag to it like T does. Does that mean his view view or vantage point of masculinity is wrong? No, that's what, however he has defined it for his own house. But mm-hmm. I think as we unravel this conversation is, you know, like if, if my son's playing with Barbies, I might have a red flag with that, you know, on this hypothetical example. But, but as we end the podcast, I do want to answer one more um, comment that was asked, and I'll put it here on the screen for everybody. I was always taught to never depend on a man financially. I always have my own bag, but I also, also think there should be a balance of still needing a man and holding your own. So my question, my question to you all, what advice would you give parents to ensure that they're – where's the rest of this? <laughs> 
I can't see it, but um, ensure. Okay, ensure. I, I think there should be a balance of still needing a man and holding your own. So my question to you all, what advice would you give parents to ensure that there is a healthy balance of both, basically? I don't think any person can, I don't think any person can do it all. Like I, I'm looking at that conversation from, um, from my wife. I don't think any person can do it all. Like, and it's so funny is because I'm even seeing responses with, can you play with the kitchen set? Um, when, when I'm putting together everything in this house that I've put together, almost everything in this house, actually London has helped me out. <laughs> TJ upstairs playing his game. London has come down with like, Hey, you need a drill. I hold this up and I'm like, man, I need to be, and I'm judging myself. I, I need to be like, this is something that I got to start pulling my son into these, into these moments when I'm putting things together, mm-hmm. because that also helps his appeal of what he can do. But I also don't feel there's anything wrong that my daughter doesn't learn these things. So she don't have to depend on a man mm-hmm. to do these stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like she can do it, learn how to do it herself. And I just, I, that's so, it's so, it's so tricky. I think what, what I have to advise is that you as a person are not going to know how to do everything. And I yeah. think that's the part of where I think partnership plays in. As a man, I can tell you the one of the things, the weakness that I judge of myself and my household is I don't think I'm as great as, I don't, I do not think I lead with finances. Mm-hmm. I do not think I do a good job. And I give myself judgment and push and feedback. I happen to think Tanisha is better with finances. Mm-hmm. makes sense and so part of me like stepping back and saying the balance was okay, okay cool you handle the finances you handle that part mm-hmm. you handle that aspect right mm-hmm. understanding where your partner can be great at and maximize we do that at work like if you're a leader like no nah, such and such don't answer his email so we're not gonna we're not like we can give him feedback but it ain't working but he does all these other things well i'm not firing him because of inability to answer emails i gotta communicate with him a different way so we 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 kind of micromanage or maximize what they do well. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we need to be going. And in, in my opinion, in this future of raising families and raising kids. Yeah. I, I think, um, so to that point, to try to simplify that would be to focus on the concept of strengths and weaknesses um, and the importance of both, right? It's important to have weaknesses, right? For several reasons. Um, and there's importance to have like strengths, Right. If you don't if you don't have weaknesses, how can you know like where you need development? Right. Where you mm-hmm. need help um, to have strengths is like to to like to to narrow down, OK, what you're good at, because uh, as being a part of, I guess, your your temporal needs for like emotional needs, your 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 physical needs, like the obvious, like food, drink, uh, uh, food, water, you know, shelter, stuff like that. But as far as like emotional needs in society, you know, we need to we need to be able to feel that we are like capable of doing something like we need to be able to feel good about ourselves. Right. Like at the end of the day. So if you focus on your strengths and understand your strengths, like that sense of accomplishment is a check off the box type thing. So the importance of strengths, the importance of weaknesses, understanding that concept and realizing like, you're not always going to be able to do it all by yourself and uh, the importance of community. So those two different things, the importance of strength and weaknesses and the importance of community and how mm. community is how we can all build together to 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 strengthen our weaknesses and to apply our strengths to, like, build ourselves up. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think, though, that I think I like everything you're saying. There, I can't stand Michelle. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> um, so I think I think what you're, what you're talking about, Terrence, um, 
in terms of the family structure, if I had a son, I would have my son and my daughter learning how to change a tire. I would have my son and daughter learning how to um, cook dinner. I would have my son and daughter. I think I think mm. the gender role aspect in its entirety is trash. And we probably need to make sure that there's, there's balance on everything. And it's not like, oh, okay, I need to just, just have my son help me build a kitchen set. I need to have my son and my daughter both learning this aspect. And what I liked about my dad that he did with my sister and I was that he would bring us outside if he was changing the oil. He would bring us outside if he was shoveling. We would all do it. We would shovel. We would uh, rake up the leaves back when that was a thing. We would um, change tires, you know, because what I love about it for that, when my daughters get older, like when they are 17, 16, 17 or whatever, I'm giving them an older car. My wife is totally against it. She's like, no, give them, let's get them brand new cars. So, no, she needs to be able to know when something's rattling or when something's wrong, what to do, how to fix it, and not just call dad all the time, but learning how mm. to like troubleshoot these issues. Because what if the man, you think the man is a man and he he's supposed to know these things hypothetically and he actually doesn't. Then y'all both sit on the side of the road because you had this assumed belief that he's supposed to know something he actually doesn't really know. So, so I think. So I'm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I've man. actually seen that one time. So I think me and oh, Renee God. were in the. Uh, so so me and Renee were like in a parking lot one time, and we seen like this uh, this other couple sitting in the parking lot, hood up and everything like that, trying to figure out what's going on with the car, and you could tell like the dude was just sitting there, kind of scratching his head, trying to figure it out. <laughs> And the woman was doing the same thing. No, actually, she was on the phone. So I think she was like in the middle of like trying to call somebody to figure out what's going on with their car. Mm -hmm. And I, I sat back and just looked at that situation like, yo, like that's why it's so important to learn those skills, right? Yes. Not just for like like dependency for yourself, but being able to to say, okay, if one person lacks in this area, at least I know how to like troubleshoot this issue or something like that. I know we're we're using the concept of like when a car is broken or something, but it's things like that we need to be able to like have those as a uh, a tool in our belt type situation for when they come up. The other person is not always going to know. I'm not always going to know, but at least one of us know it. It's so funny because I just I saw a post about or a meme or whatever it was about that. It was like how dark skin change men change their girls' car and the man's outside sweating t like t-shirt on wrapped around. He's like twisting, twisting, and he's a high light skin guy changing the car. He in the car, the girl changing his tire, and he just can you hurry up? <laughs> I'm just like, yo, that's so that's so I feel like I would be so emasculated. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like I know I like it's all jokes. I feel like the point, I gotta at least get out and help. Or let me look like I know what I'm doing. But if I you pull over the side of the road and my girl got to change the tire and I can't change the tire and I'm sitting in the car like <laughs> there's no there's no world where I'm sitting in the car and Javita goes out and changes the tire like there's no world where I feel like a man yeah. still like I'm, I'm I'm no longer sitting in the front seat I'm sitting in the back seat you gotta alone. sit in the back seat yeah, I'm like... a child now you know so I think I think the realities of it are like you you do have to teach both. And I think that that's what I love about this conversation because we we didn't know going into this conversation how it was going to end off. I mean, obviously, but in terms of like the idea of masculinity and feminine femininity, mm. we have to teach both. You got daughter, you got to learn how to change a tire. Son, you got to learn how to wash your clothes. Y'all both got to know yeah. the principles of each because you don't even know who you'll end up with and how you'll have to fill those gaps, right? And I talked about this before in the podcast. I have how when I my idea of marriage and how I thought it would be versus what it ended up being, not necessarily bad or anything. I didn't realize I'd be cooking nearly as much as I've been cooking. And I actually really enjoy cooking, but I wouldn't have had any of that, those thoughts or experiences if I, one, hadn't saw my dad in the kitchen cooking 
And two, mm. my mom and dad teaching me how to cook. These are yeah. good things. Yeah. These are okay things. And, and, and gender roles yeah, yeah. will not ever support these, these thoughts or ideologies. They will never do it within the, the, the talk, TikTok and Snapchat world. But I think it's a great, solid thing. It's, it's okay. Like Mike said, it's, and John is basically saying, it's okay to add as many tools to your tool belt as possible. Uh -huh. I'm not saying that that when you, if like, like I want my daughter to know how to change a tire. Mm -hmm. I want my daughter to make sense or et cetera. But I'm not saying that once she gets married and her husband knows how to change a tire, and I want my daughter to know how to shovel whatever it is. But when she gets married, her husband is a strong man. That I that she needs to then do it. Now she like makes it. I'm not saying she has to, no. but the fact that I think about it is like John said, John cooks. If John didn't know how to cook, and his wife was the only one who cooked, and God forbid some tragedy happened where her, his wife lost her hands, mm. who's cooking? By the way, if that happens, right. this is my last day here. Okay? She loses <laughs> both her hands. I'm like, oh God, what are we gonna do here? I'm just, I gotta, just I gotta leave you. I'm Joe, so sorry. just for the record, that means that means your love is conditional. She I just I want to be very very clear. It's conditional. Terrence, you're a liar if you say if Tanisha lost both her hands, you're gonna stay there. I don't believe you. I don't believe you, Terrence. Equal equal opportunity. There, there are equal certain things in this world equal, you're like, you know what, baby? Equal I, we, opportunity. We, we had a good run. We really had a good run. <laughs> that we had a good run. <laughs> equal opportunity. But yo. you lost your hands. You know what it is. I was, it was nice meeting you. <laughs> you still got other body parts that never mind. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Um, so we gotta have we gotta wrap, guys. We, we appreciate you guys checking out the podcast today. Um, we talking about toxic masculinity. I want I always want to like try to have some way of bringing it all home. And what the best thing I can say is we're talking about how we handle our children, how we handle the, the, the aspect of even what Mike is talking about. And we were all talking about of the, the misconceptions of childbirth and trying to have kids. Let's be the ones in our communities to say, listen, when somebody, when a family member makes our, another person feel awkward about not having kids, hey, mind your business. Leave them alone. Stay out of it. Like be actively supportive of people not knowing what their situation or, or predicament is. That's like one big thing, I think. And another thing is teach your kids everything. Don't, don't let, let it be about the role or, don't, or let it be about the sex. Be like, yo, it's across the board. You, you're, everybody's going to know this thing because we're going to make sure in any situation we're all going to be on the same page. Okay. Hmm. I think those are the good. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any other take homes from this conversation. So, so one take home I had was like back to the conversation about like family members or friends, um, you know, being in other people's business about like uh, conception and having kids or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. If you're going to bring up the conversation, then bring it up in a way where it's uh, like emotionally intelligent and sensitive mm -hmm. to like what somebody might be experiencing. Right. Their experience isn't the same as yours and vice versa. Yeah. So approach it in an objective way. Like, hey, like actually asking in the sense of, hey, is everything OK? What can I do to help? Whatever the case, you know what I'm saying? Like starting it off that way, not know, you know, why y'all ain't having kids yet? Y'all should have had kids by now. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not the way to go about it at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Terrence, you got any takeaways from this particular? No, 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 I think that's really good. I mean, I'm hoping that um, I, 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 I'm hoping that next week and I'm gonna we talk about more because there's some other parts I think we didn't get to, and I think we I think we had a lot about this topic. We did of just fatherhood in general makes sense. Like so, it, no, we do. Yeah, so this is really good. This is good. Yeah, but I say it's definitely gonna be a part two. We just wanted to kick off the conversation, and and again, thanking the uh, thanking the young ladies uh, from last week, BGSO Brown Girls Sound Off podcast. Check them out. Uh, they have some great content on YouTube, and they uh, came and blessed us last week uh, with some of their uh, intellect and their conversations to add uh, more depth to our conversations as yeah, uh, men, sure. three black men trying to have a podcast here. Uh, you guys already know what it is. Go ahead and keep supporting us, and if you haven't already. Uh, let us know how good of a job or bad a job we're doing on iTunes um, and go ahead and follow us on YouTube. We're everywhere as that we can be, basically. And go ahead and head to Instagram and follow us there, too, as well. My name is John. My name is Mike. 
And I decided I'm going to leave you all with this. So, John, you can hit it when, you, when you're ready. Wow. Pause. Yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> so, Pops, you're a black man. I am. Because of you, I'm a black man. More or less. So, half and half. So. No, that's me. <laughs> if I painted my face black. Would that be blackface? And if it was blackface being a hate crime, would that be a black on black crime? No. Let me tell you why. Why? If you painted your face black, it would be the completion of a process and it would be disrespectful to your mother or you would be eliminating her. It's not my fault you ran out of toner when I was born. <laughs> Not tell her. Well, you koala printer. Perhaps we should have tried a different position. Wow! <laughs> Pops takes another dub. All right, Terrence. I thought that was really good. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's more going to fit into the competition next week, but I wanted to drop it today just to see our reactions to it. I love that. And if I cannot have competition with my son like that in 20 years, I have failed yeah you're not a good dad i'm not a good dad not a good dad if wow. i can't leave my son a book about how to have sex at his wedding day i'm not a good dad so okay. oh, shout man. out to mr <laughs> <laughs> you know my dad did that that's why i hate you right now shout my out dad, my dad gave me that uh that, 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 that eggplant book and i was like dad this is so inappropriate Go ahead, take this it's very appropriate <laughs> he's the goat he is the goat for that man uh Thank you, Terrence, for that, for that. But anyway, once again, uh, well, before we even go, hey, it's Black History Month, man. We black all month, y'all. Y'all is. Oh, John, oh, I forgot. Uh, John, thank you. I, I was supposed what? to bring it up. What? I, I just want y'all to know, like, it's a su it's a super big deal that Biden just nominated that black lady oh, as yeah. Supreme Court judge. That's that. a big deal. I'm just yeah. letting you know, if you're not, like, hip to that story that that lady is, about, is probably going to be a Supreme Court judge, the first black woman Supreme Court judge. That that is a big freaking it is. deal. It is. So shout out to Black History Month and shout out to Black History Month happening like literally right before our eyes. So yeah, he tried to he tried to do it on Black History Month. I see what you're doing yeah. there. Buddy. You ain't, and you listen, ain't slick. You listen, ain't slick. That's a cool move. That's a cool move. I ain't gonna eat. That's a like, cool. That's a cool right. move. Cool. <laughs> listen, <laughs> representation matters. We get in how we get in. It don't really matter. I can't take it, man. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. Black History Month all month long. We got two more days, I think, and we're gonna be blacker than blackity black. We can't be as black as we wanna be. I love it. Uh, my name is John. <laughs> my name is Mike. And John, you can always be as black as you. You know what? And <laughs> thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I'll talk to y'all soon. We'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. 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 <laughs>